0: been a little while since I've done Psalm 73. I I, I like this psalm because I think it really uh, speaks to us, especially whenever we see things happening in regards to um, the prosperity of the wicked. And I just couldn't get my mind off of that, you know, with uh, just seeing the agenda of that which is wicked being promoted in our world and, and advancing in our state. And um, it just, so I just kept coming back to Psalm 73 and just thinking about that. And, um, and there's some things we need to remind ourselves tonight of that I think can be found here in Psalm 73 that can help us. Our world right now is just nuts. I mean, I, I heard a preacher that I know very well uh, on Monday, I was listening to a Sunday sermon, and he must have said nuts and crazy like 30 times in his sermon talking about the world. I'm like, that pretty much sums it up. He, he was just so, you know, overwhelmed with how crazy everything has gotten, and, um, and it has. Uh, I, I, mean, I never would have thought we, that we would see again the, the, the rise of people who are pro-Nazi. Just pro-Nazi. I mean, uh, and they're open about it and we, in our colleges and uh, they're, they're pro-Hamas and they're, they're pro-Nazi. I mean, they are literally identifying themselves with with Hitler and talking to them, you know, and quoting Hitler now. And it's like, we it's just it's just nuts <laughs> uh and um, we're just and, and we see that there's this growing hatred for uh the jews um which i i think one will probably push a lot of them to go to israel where they can find support because they're getting even scared in the united states And, um, I mean, we got, in our own country, we got Jewish kids that are hiding at times in the colleges because they're afraid, you know. And we we have Jewish people being attacked in the United States. Um, It's just, um, we we live in perilous and dangerous times. And, And we see the advancement of the wicked and we're like, Lord, what's going on? You know, we see the prosperity of the wicked and it seems to be getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And um, I think Psalm 73 helps us to rethink and recalibrate and to get our feet back on the ground and uh, to quit just looking at the prosperity of the wicked and and his advancement, his agenda, and what he's accomplishing in this world and all of that and and remember some good things uh, that can help us tonight as God's people. Psalm 73, this is a song of Asaph. And uh, it says, Truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. Let's pray. Father, help us tonight as we think about uh, the prosperity of the wicked and as we see those things going on around us. And I pray that you'd help us to uh, have our minds set straight by the Word of God. Help us to think right, uh, Lord, and to see things from a biblical perspective and to remember the things that Asaph remembered that helped him, Lord, to get through this difficult time as he he struggled with uh, the prosperity of the wicked. Help us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name and amen. Uh, One one thing I want to say in in regard to uh, the votes going the way they did, uh, something to always remember that is this, is that laws cannot change people's hearts, but laws reveals heart. God's laws and commands reveal who God is. It's his nature. The laws our country passes and our state passes, especially as we vote for those things, reveals the heart of the people. And the only thing that can change and bring good law is to have a change of heart. Uh, the laws change when hearts change. And it's, it's a reminder to us more than ever that the people around us need the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes heart. Change of heart brings change of law. And it's just something always, it's a principle to always remember. All right, uh, Psalms, let's look at this 73 for just a few minutes here tonight. You know, um, Asaph says here, truly God is good to Israel to such as are of pure in heart. And so he says he's not God is not just good to Israel but for any of those who seek after purity of heart, God is good and uh, it's something you need to remember. In other words, if you seek after purity of heart, God, God is not going to deal with you in an evil manner. And you need to understand that. A God is good. Um, but the the Asaph here remembers God being good uh, to Israel. Uh, Maybe he's reflecting just upon God delivering him out of Egypt, parting the sea, giving them victory over their enemies, those kind of things, giving them vineyards, giving them wells that they did not work for. He gave them manna and quail, abundance of water from the rock. And you think, boy, God was good to Israel. Uh, But God's been good to us. And it's something that we have got to continually remind ourselves of is that god is good and when we see the prosperity of the wicked which is something that asaph struggles with that he sees he has to remind himself of this truth just because the wicked prosper doesn't mean that god approves of what the wicked are doing and we have to remember that we have to constantly remember that um and, and Asaph uh, struggles with this, and, and we can struggle uh, with that. Um, like Asaph, we begin to look around at certain things and, and quickly forget some, some things. And we see what's going on in our world, and we forget some biblical truth that helps us to see things from the right perspective. Asaph greatly struggles with the prosperity of the wicked in this chapter, and he comes, but he comes out of it, though. He comes out of that. And so he had the struggles, but he just he kept talking. And we see this psalm unfold, and, and we see that he comes out, uh, and he's no longer thinking the wrong way, but he begins to think uh, the, the right way. The truth that he knew about God overcame the emotions he experienced from uh, looking at the prosperity of the wicked and the bad things that were going on around him, okay? Okay. Uh, the wicked were still prospering. But he seen it the right way. So, so the truth that he knew about God, God's Word, who God was, and, and, and the end of what God had said would happen, the truth helped him to realize that what he was seeing was temporary. And what he was seeing uh, was a little bit deceptive uh, in regards to, to uh, that they were really prospering. And in all reality, they're not prospering. But anyhow, let's read verses 1 through 9 here. We read verse 1. Let's go down to verse 9 and read this. He says, but, he says, God is good Israel to such as are a pure heart. But so he knew that truth. He knows that. Then he says, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. He said, I knew this truth, but I'm, I'm stumbling here. My steps had nearly slipped. And folks, we do this all the time. I I mean, we we can know something, but then we start struggling. And here's what he struggled at. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He sees the wicked just just boasting, and they're prospering. They're doing pretty good. Things are going pretty well for them. And so he's saying, I stumble at this. This makes me stumble. It makes us stumble as a Christian. It's made a lot of people stumble. He said, for there are no pains in their death. He said, the, some of the wicked I'm seeing, they're not even hurting when they die. I mean, their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. In other words, they're, they're being wicked, but they're not necessarily got a bunch of trouble going on because they're being wicked. Nor are they plagued like other men. Uh, therefore, pride serves as their necklace. So it's instead of pride bringing them, them low, it's like an ornament around their neck. They just wear it proudly, adorn themselves with pride. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. I mean that they covet and they have. (laughs) They scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. We see this a lot today, don't we? They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens. And their tongue walks through the earth. I mean, they're, it's all over the place. I mean, I, honestly, when I, when I read these verses, I'm like, wow, this, this kind of sounds like the spirit of Hamas sweeping across, you know? It really does, which is a demonic spirit. Um, it, it's, just, it's just terrible. Now, with, uh, with what we read here, uh, this, the psalmist sees, you know, what he sees, and he's saying, it's, it's about made him detour. It's made him stumble. It's, it's kind of set him backwards in, in his walk with God, it seems. He, he actually becomes envious. I mean, he sees their prosperity like, well, why can't I have what they've got? <laughs> and, 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 they're, and they're wicked. Uh, there have no doubt been some that, that have walked away from God, even at times, because they have uh, maybe hard times, and they see other people that are not serving God at all, and they're not having hard times. And they think, well, if I can't, you know, if I'm going to have a hard time walking with Jesus and serving Jesus and trying to do the right thing, I'm, why am I doing it? But see, that's a, it's a test of true character. If we're only going to walk with Jesus and serve Jesus and worship Jesus so as to for our, way, our life to go really good right now, then it's all selfish motivated. It's all selfish motivated. If we're just serving Jesus, worshiping Jesus, walking with Jesus, so that we can just have our best life now, it's selfish motivated. But whenever you want to worship Jesus, walk with Jesus, and serve Jesus, no matter what happens, that's about Him then and not about us. But that's what happens to a lot of people. They, just, they want Christianity sometimes it's because they think it might give them something good. A lot of people struggle because they say, well, if this God thing is real, then why is this bad thing happening to me? And if God is good, the God that I'm supposed to be serving is good, then why are bad things happening to me right now when I'm trying to be good? If God is good, I'm trying to be good, why don't good things happen? And and that's how we we reason. Asaph in verse 4 sees their prosperity all all the way even up until death, and they they seem to show strength. He must have had someone in mind. Asaph in verse 5, seen the wicked that were not plagued like other men. And, uh, you know, no doubt we've all seen this in our life. We've, we've seen people at times who, who who lived wickedly their whole life and and, and seemed like nothing bad happened to them. Um, and then we've seen people who served Jesus their whole life and it seemed like it was one trial after another, after another. That happens. And then and, and we see this and we say... Look, I know God is good. I know God is good, but boy, this really tests my. This really tests and tries my faith. In verse six, in verse six, Asaph sees that these lifted in pride and see them act violently. I mean, don't you at times think God, where are you at? Why don't you just go? Why don't God just that lightning thing he used to do in the Old Testament? Why don't that? Why don't that come right now? would I mean, be a good time to see the earth open right now? And we can think like that because we, because we just want it to end. We want the, the wickedness to end. And, and, and if God is holy and God is good, then why isn't God stopping some things right now? Why would God allow issue one to pass? I mean, really. These are, these are questions we have to ask ourselves. We see the wicked speak vocally against the heavens in verse 9. I mean, so so they're blaspheming God against the heavens. They're they're looking up into the the clouds and they're blaspheming God, openly defiling the God of heaven, and and yet lightning isn't coming down and and just zapping them and ending it. Verse 10 through 16, we see the stumble, and uh, he says, Therefore... Because of all this prosperity, therefore his people return here, and waters of a full cup are drained by them. And they say, how does God know? And is there knowledge in the most high? I mean, does, does, God, does God know what's going on? Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. I mean, they've got, they got a good life. Surely... Here's what he says to himself Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain. Now, what did he say at the beginning? First verse God is good to such as are of a pure heart. It's like it's a truth that he knew, but then he sees the prosperity of the wicked, and then he says, I've cleansed my heart in vain. He says, I'm trying to serve the Lord here. I'm trying to be right here on the inside. I've, I've done all this for naught and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. He's saying, I can't even think about saying something wrong without being chastened. Well, what a terrible life, right? Not so. Not so. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Asaph knew that this not only affected him, seeing a prosperity of the wicked, Asaph knew that it affected others. And that's what he's saying there in verse 10 and 11. He, he says, he's seeing people turn because of this. And does God see what's going on? Doesn't he see how it's affecting people? Asaph knew this line of thinking would make him and others think, well, well I'm serving the Lord in vain, I'm cleansing my heart in vain. Here I am seeking to love the Lord, to serve the Lord with all of my heart. And so so what's happening? Where he comes to a place where where he says that uh, I've cleansed my heart in vain, at the moment his emotions is not in agreement with what he knows to be true. What he knew to be true was verse 1. Truly, God is good to Israel to such as are pure in heart. It's a truth that he knew. But boy, he when he's seen the prosperity of the wicked, he's seen what was happening, what was going on, he struggled and he said, I've, because he's seen all this with his eyes, he struggled and says, I've, I've purified my heart in vain. And we go back and forth, don't we? We see the truth, we know the truth, but we see life. And we're trying to connect those two things. and Sometimes it's not going the way we think it should. And we can get pretty messed up, can't we? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe your faith has, has been tested in, in this manner and you've been trying to serve the Lord. You, you know, you've been trying to do right. You've been trying to love Christ, try to go to church, try to be faithful, try to raise your family right. But it seems like that your life is, is just really one big trial. You see other Christians suffer and say, "Lord, why are they having such a hard time when those people over there aren't?" And look what they're doing. So Asaph's struggling here. He sees other people struggling. What's the point? Verse seventeen is where the turning point is. Right. This is how he was thinking until until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood there end their present the wicked's present moment was good the wicked's present moment was prosperous but asaph says and when i went to the house of god i was reminded of how all this is going to end up in the end i understood their end and we had to be reminded of that asaph had to quit thinking about the here and now about the present he had he thought about their end and knew that God one day was going, uh, of course, to make things right. And he seemed that the wicked were prosperous and they really were living their best life now. They were living their best life now, and, but they were going, it was all going to come to an end. We're living our worst life now. You realize that? We're, this, is as, this is as bad as it gets for us down here on this earth. It's as, it, it's as bad as it gets. And if it gets so bad you die, it just got good. I mean, we've got, we've got a great end. I mean, it, it, the chapter after chapter after chapter might just seem like terrible, but I've read the end. It's great. I'd rather have that than chapter after chapter of our life look wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But the end is like, what? Okay, we've, we've got the end. It's good for us that know Christ and know the Lord. Asaph had to quit thinking about the here and now. If you really think about when God does this, not every person who's wicked prospers, but it happens. But if you really think about it, when it does happen like that, you won't, you won't think that God is not good. If you really think about it, you think about how good God is. Because here are people that are not loving Him, not obeying Him, blaspheming Him, and yet He allows them in this life to just go on. Because he, he knows the end. And, he, and, he, and honestly, in Proverbs chapter 1, it says he mocks, he laughs, because he sees that their day is coming. God is still good. God is still holy, and God is still just. And God is good to the just and the unjust here on this earth. Verse 17, he says, until I went into the sanctuary. Now we can get pretty messed up in our thinking when we see these things. And you know what? How many times do we go through life where got some things going on, the news is terrible or we got this bad thing happening and we're like why Lord, why Lord this Lord, why this Lord and then we come to the house of God, we sit down we sing the praises we listen to the word of God and we're like right, we get recalibrated we start thinking right again and we are reminded that this is not the end we come in, we worship Christ, we praise Christ we we. Do the ministry of the Lord, and then uh, we, we, we are reminded uh, of the end. Read verse 21 and 22, though. Uh, it says here, uh, let's start with verse 18, actually. I skipped those. He says, Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors as a dream when one awakes. So, Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant, and I was like a beast before you. And, and so when he come into the house of God, he was reminded of the end of the wicked and remembers that God's going to judge that. God isn't pleased with that. And he says, boy, was I foolish for thinking that way. I shouldn't have thought that way. And, you know, I, I get like that. There's so many times I, my, my thinking's off, and finally I get in the Word of God or go to church. I get, I get to thinking right, and like, I wasn't thinking right. I was foolish to think like that. And that's what happened with Asaph. And so when Asaph looks back at at his thinking process, he says, boy, I was foolish. I was foolish to have been envious of their life. I was foolish to be envious of their strength. I was foolish to to be envious of how proud they were. I I was foolish to, to, to be envious of their prosperity. You know, Asaph actually had it pretty good, and I think he comes to see that. Read verse 23 uh, through 28. Uh, He says, Nevertheless, I am with you. I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Who have I in heaven but you? And there's none upon earth that that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Asaph realizes that he has something far better than anything that he has seen the wicked have and prosper with. What is it that Asaph has? What is it that Asaph has that he realizes is so much better? The presence of God. He had the Lord. In verse 23, he says, Nevertheless, after he talked about how foolish he was, how he, how he was thinking, verse 23, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. I'm continually with you. Verse 28, It is good for me to draw near to God. I believe what we see here happen is that That's exactly what God used to draw Asaph near to God. He's seen the prosperity of the wicked. He says, I'm going to church, in Old Testament terms, okay, until I go to the sanctuary. It caused him to seek after God. And God showed him and reminded him of the truth. He says, it's good that I've drawn near to God. See, we can respond two different ways at what we see happening in the world. We can either look at it and, and say, this Christianity thing, I mean, I'm not prospering. Things are terrible. It seems like the wicked are prospering. Why not just walk away from all this and just join the ranks? What use is it? Or we can respond the other way and then and, and say, I'm going to get close to God. I'm going to seek the Lord no matter what ha- happens. It is good for me to draw near to God. When we draw near to God, is when we begin to see the right way. It's when we interpret what we see the right way. Asaph had the presence of God. He had the guidance of God in verse 24. He had the strength of God in verse 26. Listen, drawing near to Christ each day gives us the proper perspective of this world When we see things that just doesn't make sense. Say, well, I don't like how everything's going. Well, I assure you the Lord, there's things He doesn't like either and He's going to take care of that. But one thing we must constantly remind ourselves of is this truth, no matter what we see, no matter what we see about the wicked, we have to remind ourselves of that one truth right there in the very first verse. God is Good. And when we see the prosperity of the wicked, we need to remember some other things too. God is patient. God is patient. But never, ever think that God is not good. So if God is good, why don't he do this? Do I only do that? Listen, God is also patient. We must remember that. We need to be glad that he is. Remember that truth. God is good. And be reminded that that we are blessed with something that the world does not have, know, or experience. And we have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we can get up each day and experience the presence of God. And that's far better than anything this world can give us. And we have to remind ourselves of that. So we may face these Same emotional, spiritual struggles going up and down as we see the world and the prosperity of the wicked. But when we draw near to God, we are reminded of the end of the wicked and we are reminded of how good we've got it. Because we may not have what the wicked has on this earth, but we've got God. We've got His Word, we've got His truth, and we've got the end that is great. And we need to remember... That. And we can say, as he does there in, in verse uh, 28 it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Knowing and serving Christ is better than anything the world can give us when we serve the world. Even if we suffered every day of our life, it's better than being wicked. <laughs> And serving the devil, and prospering every day of your life. There, there are some godly saints that have suffered their whole life. I think of, about people like Johnny Erickson Tata, and just I mean, there's a, there's a lady that suffered for so long. It's like wow, I'm I'm looking forward to when she doesn't have to suffer like that anymore. But She just serves the Lord, keeps serving the Lord, and um, something to remind ourselves of. Father, use. Uh, You use this lesson tonight to encourage your people to remind us that you're good and that, uh, Lord, you you are the one that is judged and you shall deal with the wicked in your own time and help us to believe that. And just help us now to seek your face, to draw near to you, keep serving you, keep worshiping you, keep going to your house. Help us to cleanse our mind of the thoughts that we shouldn't have and, and help us to think right in how we see what's going on in this world. In Jesus' name we do pray and amen.